Hi, this is Bill Brown of the Houston Astros. This is Sunday Strohs, a podcast brought to you each and every Sunday covering all the week's action and news. If it's Sunday, it's time for Sunday Strohs. Hi all, welcome to Sunday Strohs. Personally, I feel there's not really much going on at the minute. We're going around in circles, it's Correa, it's Springer. We're we're going around in circles. There's not really a great deal to talk about, but there's always something. And that's what this show is about, me, my good buddy Rob. And we're just going to have a great chat. I'm going to keep you all in date as best we can. But as I say, there's not that much to talk about. But I want to know how you're getting on over there. Rob, how's things going today? Uh, right now I'm doing okay. I had some coffee. I'm doing laundry, doing all my laundry, my work clothes, uh, watching Shit's Creek. I don't know if you ever heard of that. I finished oh, that yeah, today. Yeah. I had to work Saturday night. We had some downtime throughout the week, so they made us work Saturday night, which should be illegal because that only leaves you a Sunday <laughs> off it. That should tell. I don't know how that's even a. I don't know. It's all overtime though, which that was pretty good. But uh, I'm going out to eat tonight to a special place. Uh, but anyway, I look forward to talking to you every week. And I and you you said there's not a lot to talk about, but I don't need anything to talk about. All I need is you, buddy. Just me and you. Sunday mornings. Sunday Strohs. This is episode twenty-six. Who's who's the most famous Astro with number twenty-six? All I can think of is Miles Straw. Is he twenty-six? I think he is twenty-six, but I, I, I know I'm probably could be potentially wrong, but I guess it is. I mean, next next week we've got twenty-seven, and we all know where that goes. I think Miles Straw switched to three, didn't he? When Kyle Tucker took thirty. I'm going to <laughs> Who the hell's number 26? I should have I should have looked this up. I knew it last week. I, I started a new thing about Astros with number 25 with Jose Cruz and now I can't think of anyone. <laughs> but we're going to do something different this week, folks, since there's no news and I just sprung this on Stevie right before the show. We're going to start out with the Sunday Strolls poll, and Stevie made this up yesterday, so congrats, Steve, on making a Sunday Stroll poll. And we have five fair fouls. He has three. I have two, and neither one of us know the other one, so that should be pretty exciting. And then I told Stevie I came up with two new segments for the podcast, so we hope you enjoy them. If you like them, let us know on Twitter or email us or whatever, and we'll give you those at the end of the show. But, Stevie, let's go. Let's do the Sunday Strolls poll. Yeah, I think we'll just head straight into that. So this this, this is coming, like, as you know, Rob, we, we talk a lot about, we talk a lot about uniforms on here. We talk about jerseys. We talk about hats. Now, a gray area, or should I say a dark area of the Astros uniform is 
the question of the pinstripe jersey which we had. So I ran a poll and I said, should the Astros ever go back to the pinstripes jersey design? So I want your answer on that one, Rob, because the answers were yes, no way, never, never again, or maybe as a limited run. What would you say to that, Rob? I would say no. And I'll tell you why. There's, okay, there's one difference in all the uniforms, the, the orange, the white, and the gray versus our blue one. Okay, now I'll see if, I don't know if I'll describe this correctly, but as beautiful as the blue one is, it doesn't have that like lining that goes down, you know, mm. that, that goes around where the buttons are and up by the collar. Like mm-hmm. I really like I really like that look. And mm. I would I would assume if you had pinstripes, that would kind of go away. And I don't know, what would you do? Pinstripes with the H just on one chest? I don't know. I would say no. I mean, I know you said before like the white jersey is is boring and mm. i i ordered a, a george springer jersey for 38 bucks it came in yesterday 38 dollars, mm-hmm. but it's a majestic one i don't care i don't care if he's leaving i don't care if it's not nike it's 38 dollars. whatever i don't have a white jersey but that was a long answer but i did say no what do you think it's a tricky one because I know it definitely creates debate. It does. I've seen this come up a few times. There was a user, I think Elmax is known as, she she posted it one time wearing it, and it was like, you know, the decisions were so split below it. And I thought, I quite like it, but here's my issue. I think when you hear pinstripe, you know what I'm going to say? It's pinstripe pride, and it's the Yankees that own that, that, <laughs> That is something I'll give them credit for. It is one of the most iconic unis in baseball. It just screams Yankees. And I know, I think the Twins explored with it back in the day. I think, you know, I know we did as well for a time. You know, the Diamondbacks, uh, I think uh, the Phillies still do it. Um, so th- there's, there's people that have experimented with it. But I think ultimately it screams the iconic Yankees look. And it looks a bit too... Here's the road I go down, why it fits with the Yankees as well. Is It's very official. It's very clean cut. You know, it is iconic, but it's very clean cut. So I was thinking I'm going to go down the road I've been down a few times, which is maybe as a limited run, just to give it a go. Because I'd be interested to see what people have come up with. Because I think people think white, but you could, ex- you know, you could experiment a little bit with it as a back colour. But the results kind of spoke for themselves, which was an astounding 55.2% said, no way, never. We don't want it. Never again. Let's not go back to it. There was 299 that, like me, said maybe. And there was 14.9% saying, yes, let's do it again. So it, it was a no way, never that, that, that dominated that result, which I can understand it's... It does. It does have a Yankees vibe, doesn't it? I think they dominate with that image. You know how the Yankees. You just said they're the pinstripe, and I think there's po- podcast called Pinstripe Pride. But the oh. Cubs, their home jerseys have had pinstripes as as, yep. as long as I've been a, a little kid. I don't remember mm-hmm. them not having it. 
And the Chicago White Sox have the same yep. exact uniform. I mean, yep. it may be black versus dark blue. I don't even know what color the the uh, Yankees are, but they have the same uniform. But why doesn't it have the same, uh, what do you call it, like the same effect? You know what I mean? Like, you don't look at oh, the yeah. Chicago White Sox and, like, Man, look at them sweet pinstripes. You just they're just uniforms. But the Yankees, I mean, that's an iconic uniform whether you hate them or like them, it doesn't matter. It's it's a cool logo. Their uniform is pretty cool, but I hate them. Just make sure that's clear. Uh same, same Rob. <laughs> I couldn't agree more on that one. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid playing baseball, my first team was the Highland Park Cowboys and our uniforms were all blue. They were, I think it was like a royal blue, but maybe a little darker. But it was blue jersey, blue pants, and the waistband had like a white, blue and white stripe on it. And we used to play this team that was always good at every sport, and they were the Townsend Tigers. And we played them in baseball. They had like a white jersey, but their pants were black with white pinstripes. And maybe that's kind of what you were talking about. Like, you could do pinstripes, yeah. but they don't have to be white. I don't know if you said yeah. that. But but I remember being a kid and, like, I wish we had pinstripes. Like, pinstripes are cool, but I don't want them. <laughs> no. Astros, no pinstripes. It's like I say, you have to go back to the images of it, and, you, and it is odd. It is odd to see going back to that unit, but we did it. We tried it, but it just goes to show it's never come back. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, dude. I mean, we've talked about rebranding and all this stuff, but I really do. I really do love our uniforms. I do. Yeah, I do. Wholeheartedly. So fourteen point nine said yes. I wonder. I wonder what they're thinking. Like, I wonder what kind of uniform conception they have. Well, this is the thing. I, I, that, that's the only way I'd lean to yes, which is like I say, experimenting with colours, not necessarily, you know, a solid white with with a pinstripe. You know, it could be like a navy with an orange pinstripe. I think people are thinking outside the box with the yes, rather than you know going back to the existing one we had. I think people are thinking, yeah, let's try it because it's a, it's an interesting era the astros right now like say use the word rebrand and rebuild you know all these terms are coming about because we kind of are going through that um i think that's why like uh, a couple of episodes back we were talking about logos like we've talked about so many things through the, through through these episodes because we kind of are going through a bit of a change so i think people then go oh right so does that mean a change of unit does it mean a change of logo you know it's quite an interesting concept but yeah um, I do love what we've got, so, you know, I don't want to change it myself just yet. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. When, when I first started going to Astro Games, they had the, I guess, it, well, I don't know if they call it the Broken Star, and it was the the blue with the gold, and it was mm. like when they had when they had the Killer Bees, like, er, like late 90s. Yeah. Do you like those uniforms? Or the black and red ones, the ones they started playing at Enron with, or the Minute Maid. Which ones do you I, like better? You know what? I love them both, but I probably go with the black and the uh, red because wow. it really it really reminds me of the United Colors in Manchester. Plus, 
Uh, I don't know. I, I just really like it. But on the other hand, I do think the gold and the blue is classic. However, an interesting observation I've noticed is among Astros fans is they often compare it to the Dallas Cowboys colours. Now, again, I'm not an NFL fan, but a lot of people compare that, the colour scheme mm. and the Broken Star to the Dallas Cowboys. So I think some people are coming at it from a we hate Dallas kind of you know, approach. But that isn't me. I just kind of prefer the red and the black, I think. It's weird that they even switched from the H inside the star to those because the the hat we have now is so awesome. I love yeah. it. I don't ever yeah. change it again, ever. Mm. Well, buddy, you ready to go to fair or foul? I mean... <laughs> We've never done it this early, so if you're still <laughs> with us, it's the earliest fair foul ever, guys. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. The sun's still out, so let's do it. <laughs> All right, let's do fair. Get ready. It's time for fair or foul. Okay, I am not going to say it this time. I'm not going to say it. I, it's hard not to say it. Okay, but here we go. It's time for fair foul. See, I can't not say it, Stevie. <laughs> All right. Well, we, did we, we did it for so many episodes. It's just ingrained in us because we did it for so long before the intro. We can't help ourselves. I mean, like, even the intro says it. I still feel the need to say it. <laughs> so since you have three... Let's bounce them back and forth. You do one, then I'll do mine, and we go back and forth, and you'll be the last one. So I have hmm, – mine has nothing to do with baseball, neither one of them. I'd say mine – two of mine do, but one is uh, in the spirit of Christmas, shall we say. Well, that's good. At least one of us is thinking baseball. Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> well – why not start off the baseball one? So, this is a, a, a weird concept that I've kind of come up with, and I think it's kind of going back to the old school, really, really old school, when baseball parts are kind of being built, obviously, and then it comes under Major League. But what would you feel, fair or foul, to ballparks, but with no sponsorships around the ballpark? So, it would just be the bare bones structure of it. So you'd still have it as it's built, but no sponsorships anywhere in sight, just the crowd and just the game itself. Fair or foul? Are you talking about like stadiums being called Minute Maid Park? Or are you talking about all the ads inside of the building? I'm talking about ads and signages within the building. So not the names of this of the of the stadiums and parks, just the you know, the banners all around it and all the ads kind of like posted everywhere. And and ask me the question again, because I, I know my answer, but I need to know what which side I'm saying fair or foul to. So am I saying foul to all the all the ads? Basically, yeah. It's like an idea of like imagine. So the question basically rolls around, imagine a ballpark, but we're going way back to in the day. So it's just a real bland, plain ballpark, just the crowd, just the game being played. So That's no tough. 
I mean, like, you, you watch an MLB game, and there is so many billboards. I'm going to call them billboards. Yeah. And ads all the way. And, and it's starting to look like minor league baseball. Like, I, I, minor league baseball, the entire outfield fence are, are ads. Hmm. And, but I, I, but I'm trying to look with my own eye in my mind of a stadium with nothing. And I, maybe it would be boring. I don't know. I was going to say, you know, no ads, but I don't know, I guess. Would it be boring without them? What do you, what do you what's your answer? I want to hear what you got to say. You see that, that that's why I had to ask it. Cause I thought it's an interesting one because it came to my mind. I'll tell you why it came to my mind because if you look at the old Globe Life Park, so, you know, last couple of seasons before they moved, the Rangers, they used to be, when we played there, which was a lot of games, I would, I would watch our pictures and they had this huge, massive, I think it's Toyota, but it's like a massive neon, like ridiculous, and it literally runs the entire field pretty much. So when the camera would zoom in on the pitches, I, I, honestly, I just found it nothing but a distraction. It was just like, you know, you'd be at the time yeah. on those seasons, you'd be, you'd be having coal up there, for example. And it just completely distracted me. It's just the whole point. It's advertised, and I get that. It's pushing a brand. But it was just too in your face. If I look at something yeah. like you know, a par, it's a lot more subtle. And that's why it's a good question, because... I, I don't find that the, the, the stuff at, at Minute Maid Park is particularly too in your face. So I guess it's how it's done. But then I started looking back, just as, a, as, a, as, a, as an idea, at looking at, say, the Bronx back in the 20s and the 30s. And I was like, it kind of adds an element of pureness to it because you're just focusing on the game. So even though they'd have the sponsors outside and whatever they've got going on with the billboards, they'd be outside or or on the outside of the structure. So mm-hmm. it was it was more, it was less kind of, you know, it felt more like, you, you know, you had, as an audience, you had to focus on the game. You know, it's, it's less distraction. So so I voted fair. I'd, I'd like to see it. I don't know why. Yeah. It's a bit completely experimental, but I kind of just like to see, it's the classic answer I give about a lot of things on here, but just maybe just mm-hmm. one season, just to see how it would be, just to yeah. see what it would like. Ike. Well, just watch the Little League World Series when it comes around. I don't think they have ads. <laughs> but, you know, one thing when you talk about ads, one thing that I do like is when they have, like, a certain section. You know, mm. like, hit a home run in the Coca-Cola section or the Chick-fil-A yeah. section. Like, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing something like that. And I think this year is maybe perhaps isn't it they're gonna have the field of dreams game this year where they're gonna play out in the cornfield i think that's true yeah that's gonna be that'll be awesome yeah all right let's go to mine i think we both said we'd go we we wouldn't mind seeing a game with the pure field all right since it's breakfast time i'm gonna go with (laughs) this french toast Fair or foul, French toast is better than pancakes. Oh, God, that is a really tough question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. I mean, 
if anybody knows me well enough, they'll know I've got a really bad sweet tooth and pancakes and French toast is, <laughs> is level pegging. That is a tough one. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say probably what I eat more of. So I'm going to say, so, so are you saying, are you saying is French toast better than pancakes? Basically? Yes. Fair or foul. French toast is better than pancakes. I'm going to say foul based on and that was tough. it was tough because I'll tell you why I eat more pancakes than I do French toast only by like we're talking like zero 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 point one percent but I do eat just that little bit more pancakes than French toast so it's foul that's heartbreaking question <laughs> <laughs> I will say fair because I thought of the question I love French toast every time I go visit my mom she makes me French toast at least one time. That is a tradition. And I make it pretty good. I mean, we go eat. I always choose French toast. But I eat it so much that once in a while I do choose pancakes. And I think <laughs> pancakes fill you up a lot more. I mean, you know, have you ever eaten a lot of pancakes and regretted it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's happened to me quite a bit. But French toast, you know, I'm good to go. I say French toast is better. It's really difficult. It's a good one. I wanted to say as well, like in England, we don't call it French toast. We call I was going to ask you that. Yeah, we, we, we call it eggy bread. <laughs> eggy bread. That's what it yeah, is. It's eggy, eggy it is, milk bread. Yeah, I don't know why, but it's like it took me a while. Um, when I'd visit the States, I was like, they don't remember. They don't call it out here. Remember that, you know? I can imagine you sitting down at Cracker Barrel. You have some eggy bread. <laughs> like, what? You'd not have a clue, Rob. You know, it's... <laughs> it's <laughs> I, I, I do, though. I think it's like, it's a good question because it's both... They're, they're both delicacies. <laughs> so, we'll move to... I, I might as well do another baseball... Um, Fair files. I've got two on the list there, but the next one is there should be. So I, I've narrowed it down to the World Series. So I'm going to say, fair or mm. foul, there should be a halftime performance at the World Series. For an example, the Super Bowl. So use that as an example. Should we have a halftime performance in the middle of a World Series? Fair or foul? Foul. It would be too long. I mean, you already have this. I mean, is it just one song instead of doing the the eye? What do they do it in Houston? The Eyes of Texas, or I'm sorry, everybody's going to kill me for this, but we 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 already do God Bless America. I believe yeah. I'm totally yeah. lost on the songs we do, but I don't know. The seventh inning stretch is kind of the halftime, I guess. I say foul. I mean, like, what? What? Are you, how are you going to do it? I think it would take up too much time and stop momentum. I mean, you gotta you gotta think about this. These guys are pitching, right? Mm. And then mm. if you're not ready to come out of the game, you can't wait 15, 20 minutes to go back out. I say foul, buddy. I don't know where you came up with that. You know what it was? It was actually a, a tweet <laughs> that I saw about two, three weeks ago. It was um, it was uh. like humorous. 
it was a humorous tweet and i thought actually that's uh, that's a bit of a renegade idea that like you say it's like where would you put the stage where would you how would that even work you know the logistics of it would be a nightmare so there was a bit of me where there was a rebellious thing where i was like yeah <laughs> I, I, I love i love bruce springsteen for 20 minutes doing a hit you know but um i went with foul in the end because it's a similar sort of thing i was like it's kind of really defined to to Super Bowl. You know, even in England, we know, like, you, you have to watch the halftime performance at Super Bowl because it's always going to be, you know, really in your face, really kind of, like, audacious, but it will be a big star as well. So I think it's kind of an interesting one, but I think Super Bowl's kind of... That they've got the trademark for that, and I, I think it belongs there, but it doesn't belong in baseball. So it's a foul for me as well. You know what the funny thing is about Super Bowl is that one thing everybody looks forward to, I know I do, and maybe it's like getting worse lately, I don't know, but I still look forward to it, is the commercials. So mm. you, so that's the dilemma when you watch the Super Bowl. When do you go to the bathroom? I mean, you, <laughs> I, I go when they're playing. I mean, I, I'd, rather, I'd rather miss a couple of handoffs than miss the commercials, so. Yeah, exactly. All right, here's my fair foul. Number two, number four overall. See if I word this right. Men should just go gray instead of dyeing their hair. Like just for men, touching up your mustache and your beard and your hair or whatever. Should you just go gray? Fair foul. Just go gray. How about that? Hey, I'm going to use a good example of this. And I'm going to say, you know, I think just go gray. So it's, it's a fair. Um, I mean, it's easy for me to say I'm, I'm, I'm bald. You know, I'm proud to be bald. <laughs> it's less effort. <laughs> you yeah. get out of bed and match your hair, dude. But I do, uh, my, my boss, we, we call him the silver fox. He has a head <laughs> full of hair. It's as gray. It's, it looks like one of those, you know, uh, like, Chinese Kung Fu experts. It's just like really great, slick. It looks cool. Um, but the reason I use this as an example and, and it's something where I, it always is burning to my memory is when Michael Caine decided to be in a Steven Seagal film called Higher Ground, I believe it's called. Uh, and Steven Seagal, black hair, fine. He's a young guy in it. But Michael Caine in it must have been, you know, getting, getting, Mid fifties by the time I did this film, I'm gonna guess, and he he's clearly clearly should be grey, but they touched up his hair where it's jet black, and I always think that's mm. not Michael Payne. Like it's just not. Stop trying to be fifteen again. Like this is just all wrong. This is Michael Payne. We we know what he looks like in England. This is not him. And uh, I always use that as an example. I'm just like if I had hair. If I had the luxury of that, I'd just go crazy, you know. You're probably like me. I got hair, but it's only on the side. But we yeah. That's what we call here in America a cul-de-sac. You familiar with that? I'm not, no. <laughs> oh, people listening are aware of that, or they're familiar with that. But <laughs> I say fair. I mean, I'm actually going to be 50 in February and I, I I can't wait for my beard to be totally snow white like I want to be gray I can't wait for it to be gray heck yeah that's buddy cool. <laughs> that's a cool outlook Rob I like it yeah it's awesome 
Some people are, aren't proud of their age, but I am. I'm old, and I don't care. Fair <laughs> foul number five, you're up. So I think this is the final one in fair foul. So th- 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 I thought, why not? It's a, it, it, th- this is real debate in England, so I imagine it's just as big in America. I might be wrong, but bringing a bit of Christmas vibes to it. Real trees are better than fake trees. Fair or foul? For Christmas? For Christmas. I'll tell you this, buddy. I just said I'm almost 50. I have never in my life that I can remember lived in a house that had a real tree. I don't think I've... I mean, maybe my parents had one when I didn't live with them, and I just don't remember. But I don't recall ever having one. And so... I say foul because I'll take the fake one. Because if I'm going to go get one, I'm not going to get a real one. So maybe they're better, maybe they're not, but not for me. I say fake. See, it, 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 honestly, I, I don't know about anybody listening out there. And I don't know whether you come across it, but it is like literally it's the debate every year that, that families have friends. Like you hear it, you know, it'll be on TV and everything. It's crazy. But I've, I've, only, I've had a reel on rare occasion. And they are amazing. They smell great. They feel great. It depends how, how good you get it because, you know, the needles fall off in a week if you get a really bad one. And there's all this kind of scientific stuff behind it. You need to be an expert before you buy one. <laughs> but I would, I would say, you know, fair, just because I've, I've been lucky enough to maybe have one like once or twice and I love them. But I'll be honest, right right downstairs right now is a, is, is a fake. It is, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I could reuse it every year. But yep. the, the, if I'm being honest, like my heart is drawn towards real, even though I, I don't have a real every year. I'm kind of a hypocrite, but then, you know, I do love real, I've got to say. So I've got to say fair. All right. So what you're talking about, you have, you've, you've brought up two topics that lead me to our new segment that you have no idea what it is. Okay. Well, oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. All right, so one of the segments is called Ask Stevie. I thought it would be cool for people to ask you questions, you know, about living in England. And what would have been an awesome question is if somebody asked you, what do you call French toast over there? And you said, eggy bread. (laughs) That's, it would have been awesome. And just little things like about the Christmas tree, like, you know, different things. So... So now if you're listening, what we're going to try to do while there's nothing going on, we're trying to add different things to entertain you guys, see how this works out. Let us know what you think. Ask Stevie. So I wrote two questions down for you, buddy. Pretty easy. Just answer the questions. Uh, One thing, I don't know if it's a myth or whatever, but do you drink tea every day? Is that like I hear like, oh, it's tea time or like. Y'all drink tea every day, like two, three times a day? Is that something that you really do? You just stumbled into something we could talk about for an hour, Rob. Uh, I mean... (laughs) Well, we don't have an hour. You brought two things there. So you just used the phrase tea time. That's that's slang for when you have your dinner. Ah. So, yeah. So this is why I say we'll leave that that comment to another time that's another question you could ask we'll come back to that so tea it really depends like i me personally if it's just directed at me 
I prefer coffee, like real good quality coffee. I, I very, very, very rarely drink tea. But if my if you go and ask my family, they will they just don't drink coffee. They all drink tea. It's kind of like it is individual preference. Is it a little bit of a misconception? It's kind of been overblown. I'm going to tell you that it's a bit yeah. overblown. But I'll be honest with you, a cup of tea does solve everything. That's an English term. It solves everything. You broke your leg, there's a cup of tea. Are you feeling down? There's a cup of tea. Somebody just died, there's a cup of tea. <laughs> Literally, I'm telling you now, like it, it, a cup of tea will be offered under any circumstances. You could be you could be like, you know, just just come off a motorbike, you get to hospital, oh, do you want a cup of tea? It's crazy. Like it does have a massive cultural significance but maybe not in the way that it's portrayed in america we don't all sit down and you know and in a library and you know sit cups of tea <laughs> and like that. i think i think the films kind of portray it as this uh they overblow it a little bit it's a bit of an overblown stereotype but if you're asking me i'm a coffee guy i have been for many many years so here's what i picture is that you're just going along with your day and you look at your clock, you look at your watch, you're like, oh, it's almost time to go drink tea. Like, you know, <laughs> we drink tea at one o'clock in the afternoon. We drink tea at four. <laughs> like, it, it, no. I, I just had that misconception that there's different times that y'all just naturally drink tea. Let's go to the next one. You ready for this one? Yeah. You came here to the United States to watch baseball and you did drive, right? No. Oh, you didn't drive? Oh, no, no. Oh, so you never drove over here? No, I, I was lucky enough to be given uh, polite people on Twitter who were, were, were more than willing to, to drive me around. God bless them. Were you in the uh, passenger seat? I was, yeah. Okay, so maybe this will still work. How was it initially, the first time you got in a car... And they drove on the right side of the road. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what's even funnier is when you're a British fella arriving to America, watch that British person head to the wrong side of the car to start with. <laughs> <laughs> because you're about to get in on, you know, on the on the what you think is the passenger side. Well, that's where they're driving. <laughs> you're like, so why the is there a steering wheel over here? Yeah, I'm like, what do you want me to drive? <laughs> it, that's the first hurdle. But I suppose, I don't know. I, I found it quite, uh, I think what what blows British people away, and I'm fairly sure I could be speaking for every British person out here, is I think what really hits you more than anything is the size of everything. The, I mean, everything's bigger in Texas anyway, but mm -hmm. generally in America, everything is generally bigger. So the, the first thing is just, just the general size of the car, the size of the roads, the amount of, of, of roads you have, or the size of the freeways, as you all call it, is just mind-blowing to the point where I can just sit in silence just watching traffic and the big trucks and, you know, seeing forever in the distance how straight the roads are, the freeways are. I think that's what blows me away. It's more just the, the, the whole landscape is different, the whole... The whole structure of it is just mind blowing. It's amazing. Like I, I, I've only ever been a passenger, but I absolutely love, uh, you know, as it, as it were, traveling on American freeways. Just it's just phenomenal, a marvel to watch, especially in Houston. 
because that's next level, you know. To me personally, it's like wow, everything's just so big, so huge. All right, folks, that was Ask Stevie. Do you see how that could possibly be fun? And some of you that listen, if you have questions for Stevie, find us on Twitter or you can email us at sundaystros at yahoo.com. All right, the final one, we were trying to keep it under 30 minutes, but we're sitting at 35, buddy. But luckily, this next segment is called Rapid Fire. I'm going to ask you five questions and you answer them as fast as you can. Don't think about, I mean, you got to think about it, but just first thing that pops to your head, rapid fire, answer these questions, all right? Okay, okay. And what's cool about this one is we can do it to each other. Like, you could come up with the rapid fire questions next week and do them to me. So, but you can't ask me questions, you know what I'm saying? Because who cares what I say? <laughs> all right, so rapid fire. The, these questions are about, the subject is the Astros 2020 roster so i'm going to ask you about players but they have to be people that were players that were on the roster last season all right those are your people to choose from are you ready for rapid fire let's give it a go rob number one fast as you can best smile jose altuve biggest muscles michael brantley Fastest runner. Maestro. Best facial hair. Uh, well, it was Cy Snead, but he's gone. <laughs> he was on there last year. That's all that matters. Best hitting stance. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Bregman. Bregman. And that's rapid fire, folks. You that's about all the same questions I would have said. Uh best smile. I first one that came to my head was Paredes. Biggest oh, muscles yes. was Jordan yeah. Alvarez. Yeah, true, true, true. I I said Altuve fastest runner because I just couldn't think a mile strong. I'm, I was doing it fast to myself to see how this would work. Best facial hair, I said Gaddis, and he hasn't been on the team in like four years. I know. And then best batting stance, I don't know. That was good for you to answer because I couldn't think of it. I thought about Willie Stargell. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the thing is, did it have to be from 20, well, our recent season or last season? Did it have to be that? Well, that was the, that was the option I gave you. Is that, Rap, that's, rapid, that's, fire, that's... rapid fire could change. Whatever. It could change on any, in anything each week. I like it. But you really have to think on your feet. You really do. Because the stance one, I was like, I, I was yeah. going to actually go for Torino, to be honest with you. But I went for Bregman. Mm. That was what it was Well, like. you did really good. And we'll do we'll do these again next week. Hopefully, we'll have some trades to talk. Not trades, but I'm, no one's doing anything. Right? No, it's, it's, it's just totally, uh, it's totally, like I say, it's just going in circles. We've not made any moves. The rumors are the same. It's, it's to be honest with you, it's quite tedious. It's like I say, it's just bouncing between Correa, Springer, Correa, Springer. That's it. That's the that's the only thing we're really interested in, and I don't see it really going anywhere anywhere fast. I know they've got the winter meetings coming up. Let's see what happens. But for I, now, we just think, enjoy what we do, Rob. I think all the big name free agents are waiting for the other guys to sign, and 
I mean, it's already almost Christmas. Spring training's in February. I mean, stuff's got to start happening soon. It's got to. It's got to. And that's what we're all waiting on. And I think that's why, you know, me, myself, personally, I've took, I've took a break from Twitter because I just think it's just a lot of uh, smoke and mirrors at the moment, really. And we're not really getting anywhere. I think we're all waiting on some big pieces of news to come up. And let's hope they're the right pieces of news, whatever happens. Let's hope they're the good ones. Yeah. We thanks, uh, thanks you guys for uh, tuning in to listen to us guys talk. Two buddies, one from this side and one from that side. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We appreciate it. Likewise. And, uh, you know, you, you get to listen to us and we thank you for it. We're eternally grateful. But until next week, if it's Sunday, it's time for Sunday Strolls. Goodbye, y'all. Hola, que tal? Recuerde que hoy es domingo y es tiempo de Sunday Strolls. Thank you.